Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash you matter but who. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story, which of course comes with an update. It's from the user Am I the Arsehole Landlord 2022 who says would I be the arsehole for evicting a family with children for not paying rent after their breadwinner died suddenly? I rent out five properties, including a three-bedroom house, which I've been renting out for the past year and a half to a couple with three children, 15, 12, and 8, for $1,700 a month. They are great tenants, good with communication, and have always paid rent on time. Because of that, I've been lenient with them and have never raised the rent, which is noteworthy because as of now, the rent I'm charging them is a few hundred below market for this part of Texas. Yay, inflation. In late February, I learned that the father, who was the family's breadwinner, died several days after being seriously injured in an accident. This was a terrible situation and I wanted to try to maintain our positive relationship, so I waived March's rent. The wife said she had to consider moving in with family now and I told her that I wouldn't charge her any lease termination fees in that case. However, I was respectfully clear that I'd been asking for rent as normal if she stayed past March. She was very grateful and made it clear she understood what I said. In the three months since then, she hasn't moved out or indicated that she plans to. April and May's rent are unpaid and presumably June's will be as well. I've attempted to communicate with her to try to work something out, but all she's given me is a runaround and a never not extending plea to give her more time, which I was initially patient with. She stopped responding to me outright in the past few days. Would I be the asshole for beginning the process to evict her and her kids? I'm conflicted. On one hand, I feel terrible since I know they've gone through an unimaginable tragedy and this is hardly a well-off family. But on the other hand, Speaking bluntly, as a landlord, I didn't sign up to run a charity. If I evict her, I, with this market, would have zero trouble finding a new tenant, paying at least a couple hundred more in rent. I also feel that I've been beyond generous for what can be reasonably expected in my position. I gave her a month rent free when I had no obligation to do so, and I patiently waited a couple of months. Additionally, her being uncommunicative has made me less willing to be so patient with her. Now, there's a lot of comments on this one, you know, regarding landlords and capitalism and, and some arguing against that as well. So we're going to cover some extra comments on this one before we move on to that update. So Tom Tom Club Thumb says you're the arsehole. Just because you can gouge more money out, out of someone does not mean that you are a good guy for not doing it. Kicking out a grieving family is pretty low, but you're a landlord, so why pretend to care? A Clockworks Orange says not the arsehole for wanting rent. You're the asshole for owning five properties though. At least you're not a corporation sweeping up real estate. Ambassador Penguin says, so I experienced something similar as a kid. 
we were in the process of moving out of our home that my parents owned outright and into a house that was owned by the farm my dad worked for when he died in a car accident. Like we were just a day or so away from having all of our stuff there, as most of our stuff was already moved. They gave my mum some time to process and grieve but to figure out arrangements as well within a certain time period. It sucks, but it's life, not the arsehole. QWERTY says, I would give her a final chance to work something out with you, with the threat of eviction in it. If they really can't afford rent, you may be putting a grieving widow out on the streets and grieving kids separated in foster care. If you are a landlord, I assume you can afford to give them another chance without bankruptcy. I'm replies to that saying, just exactly where do you think housing comes from in the first place? Do you think magic fairies wander through the wood planting house seeds or something? If a landlord owns five properties and has tenants renting in all five of them, he has made exactly zero contribution to the lack of housing in this country. You've got some idiot idea in your head that you can't be housed unless you own a house and I really do not have any idea why you decided that was your truth. Golden Teal Cushion says you're the asshole for having no sympathy. You need to talk to your tenants and see what she's able to do. Set up a payment plan and think about how much you can actually afford to waive. Landlords are parasites. Try to at least be a human here. And Kodoro Cat says, I think what you should do is give her a date to move out by and then let her know after that date, you'll start eviction proceedings. I cannot imagine being in her situation. But this way, if she chooses to do the right thing and move out, she can avoid an eviction on her record. I would honestly just think of the past three months as a charitable donation to a family that lost their daddy. No offense, but you have enough money anyways, so please don't go after her for money after she moves out. Like I said, just think of it as you giving money to charity. You will more than make up for it with the raised rent. And it carried on back and forth, you know, about people against landlords, where, and some people saying, you know, you're not a charity as well, etc. She's not communicating, so you need to start the eviction process. And then going back again, others saying, you know, she's a grieving mum, give her time. So now we're gonna move on to the update to find out what happened next. So update says, we were able to get back in touch. Understandably, she's still in shock. In her own words, she's just kind of been shut down ever since he died and has heavily relied on relatives to handle day-to-day responsibilities like childcare. The reason why she became increasingly unresponsive in the couple of weeks leading up to the original post is because she had to deal with new hardships, namely a death in her extended family. For you cynics, I found an obituary, so I know that's not a sob story. And one of her kids has been struggling particularly hard with grief and began acting out recently. But things have begun looking better the past week. While they didn't have life insurance, they did get an initial payout from car insurance a few days ago. Though she says the process isn't fully over and health insurance covered the husband's last days in the hospital. She found other accommodations with another relative and has actually been moving the past couple of days. She said she was really grateful for my patience and understanding and told me she'd be able to pay me the $1,700 for April's rent now and asked if I could use her security deposit to cover May's rent and let these first three days of June slide. We met up at the house. Even among my past amicably ended tenancy tenants, it was really impressive to me how well she left it only inevitable wear and tear that's not hard slash expensive at all to fix. I thanked her and gave her a $500 discount out of respect for her being so upstanding. She was very grateful, sent me the $1,200. I kept the deposit and our landlord-tenant relationship is now over. 
I also mentioned that I'd be happy to be a reference in case she needed one or if she wanted any free advice on renting from me. So a bit of a best case scenario here. My rainy day fund did take a hit to cover the April and May mortgage, but it's stabilized now. And with this market, I shouldn't have trouble finding a new tenant anyway. I'm glad things ended so well and no legal action had to be taken. Besides being costly for me, it wouldn't be in our long-term interest to have an unpaid judgment or eviction on our record. We both won here. I want to say that I do appreciate all the discussion the thread generated. While I obviously didn't agree with everything, Redditors do have strong opinions about landlording in general, and I knew that going in. I found the general discussion interesting and also saw some great advice I'd definitely keep in mind for future tenants. Hope you all have a good day and a good summer. And I gotta tell you again, the comments absolutely exploded on that update again, you know, saying OP was just claiming, yay, you know, I've got my money, everything's good in the world. And But what do you guys make of this situation? Do you think it is a win-win like OP says, or do you have another opinion on the matter? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from a throwaway account titled Am I the Arsehole for lashing out at my brother and sister-in-law for dropping their kids off at my place even after telling them not to. I, 30 female, live with my husband and my pets. Unfortunately, both me and hubby are infertile. Me, endo and him with sperm issues. So no kids, instead we help out with my brother and sister-in-law's kids instead. Four female and one female. I'm a freelance web developer, but I work remotely from home and the timing is very flexible. Hence why I'm able to divert more care towards my nieces. My brother and sister-in-law make just about enough to cut even and can't exactly afford exorbitant childcare costs and would rather allocate their funds to the kids, medical and school fees. I've been babysitting these children ever since the oldest was born and now I also handle the care of the younger one. However, recently something really dreadful happened. That is, I was one of my closest friends and in a really terrible way too don't want to divulge much details. I've been in a really bad place since then and the whole emotional fatigue has made me not even want to attempt to work, which is why I specifically took a two-week leave to rest and come to terms with my emotions. Sadly, my brother feigning sympathy at first said, get some rest and then did the exact opposite by dropping off my nieces when I specifically told him I need time for myself. He and sister-in-law then countered saying that looking after my nieces would help me take my mind off things and that it was too short of notice. The thing is, I barely have any energy usually when the kids are over. I also take charge of the cooking, cleaning up after the younger one. The older one is now having June holes as compared to before when she'd just be at preschool. So now I have to attend to them simultaneously. I have no such energy to look after them. Like that, as of now, I can barely attend to my own needs. It is also a safety issue. Kids need constant monitoring, especially with my younger niece. Now my brother and sister-in-law are threatening me saying that if I'm not willing to babysit for the next two weeks, I should refund them monetarily so that they can find childcare because of the short notice. I don't understand. Was I supposed to predict my friend's demise or something? Looks like my only option is to pay them back monetarily for the childcare cost to lay them off my back. My husband thinks it's cruel of them to make me pay, but my brother says I'm being selfish and only thinking everything revolves around my problems. I'm really torn and burned out from all this. I just need a break. I did lash out on them for calling me selfish and have yet to apologize. Do provide judgment if they are fair. If so, then I'd be willing to compensate them. 
Edit. Sorry for not including this in my post. I do not get paid to watch my nieces. I've volunteered since my first niece was born because of my flexible work hours. Thank you for your kind words and judgment, by the way. I'm reading through all of it. Grateful to all of you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Now, from the very title, this was giving me like entitled people vibes when we used to cover a lot of those stories back in the day you know sister and brother-in-law would you know drop the kids at your house and say right we're off on holiday for a couple of weeks see ya that kind of stuff and again i know i say it often but what goes through these people's heads you know op's been through an absolutely tragic time they're struggling themselves at the moment and instead of having sympathy for that and saying what else can we do to help you they're trying to dump the kids on you and then make you pay because you can't look after them when you've been volunteering this yourself for four years so far anyway it's certainly one of those situations where i'll be going look i'm not babysitting anymore from now on simple as you know you bit the hand that feeds you but cake eating rabbit says not the asshole let me get this straight you've been babysitting for free for four years and now you should pay the parents for not doing that tell him to cut it out and find a different solution maybe other family or you won't babysit again tell him he is inconsiderate cruel and ungrateful behavior is ruining your relationship and you won't let yourself be bullied in a time where you are weak Alpaca Boba says, not the arsehole, they're way out of line. You gave them the equivalent of 25k plus in childcare for free, and they are demanding you pay when you need to take a break. What if you got sick and went to hospital? They would expect you to pay them then also, probably. End your arrangement if it is no longer working for you. You have been more than generous. Opie replies saying, oh no, I don't think I've spent that much, but I do help out for school fees and dental fees as well, as my brother runs short. The food costs yes as well, but luckily diapers and formula for my niece was paid by my brother. Hmm, thank you. They're not outright about it, but they would persist on asking you to help out when they run short. And I care about my nieces, so I help anyways, which also puts the blame on me because it is enabling their behavior. Thank you, this whole ordeal has made me reflect deeper on what I want. I love my nieces, but if future events like this happen, I'm scared of my brother and sister-in-law's lack of empathy. Maga says, not the asshole. your brother and his wife got used to you babysitting and think they're entitled to it now. Do not pay them for not being able to babysit. It is their job to take care of their children. And one more from Coke Zero who says, I'm deeply sorry that you've lost your friend. Your brother and sister-in-law are using you. That isn't a good situation anymore. You need to write them a strongly worded message to say that due to your friend passing away, you'll be unable to care for their children. 
you understand that while this is inconvenient for them, hopefully because of years of work they've had from you, they will manage now. It's not your fault that they cannot find childcare for their children. Please, if you have not already, look into grief therapy. Take care of yourself first. They may be spiteful and say hurtful things, but that's not on you to deal with. Not the arsehole. Now, what would you do if you was put in this situation? I know OP wants to see their nieces and they love them very much, but I think this would still be a moment where I say, look, I'm not babysitting anymore. You don't appreciate me enough to deserve that. But let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from housing am i the arsehole zero zero who says am i the arsehole for refusing to house my wife's daughter after she refused to house mine my wife and i have been married for 10 years second marriage for both of us i have a 19 female from my previous marriage while she has a 26 female with her late husband we both agree not to discipline each other's kids and that we wouldn't be a parental figure for neither of them last year my daughter left for college a senior from her same uni was offering a room cheapish and she decided to move in and aside from when she was at class my daughters were home 100% of the time and the roommate for some reason was mad at this she ended up making my daughter feel bad and uncomfortable to the point she decided to move out earlier than she had to she asked me for help since i'm the one who lives closer my ex and i asked my wife if my daughter could come live with us for a month while we got her another place she said no because for her my daughter was running from being an adult, that we shouldn't coddle her, that she was acting like a baby and that mummy and daddy shouldn't fix everything. We had to move faster and got her another place, but it put a stain to our relationship and I confess that I didn't feel that was okay. Now, her daughter got married two years ago and recently found out that her husband cheated on her. My wife decided she could come live with us indefinitely and that we would fully support her because she was a stay-at-home mum. I put a stop to this and I said that we wouldn't do that or at least I wouldn't and that the max she could stay here was two weeks while she got another place. My wife flipped on me saying that was not my choice since it is our house. And I said, that's the same reason is not her choice either. She was the one who brought my daughter's need and said that I was willing to house her and, and that I was playing favorites. I said I asked for a month, not indefinitely. And that yeah, I thought it wasn't fair she was expecting me to drop everything for her daughter while mine was just acting like a baby. She called me an arsehole and said this was totally different, then went to our room and hasn't come out yet. She refused to eat and I'm wondering if she's right. And we'll start off with pretentious fools who says everyone sucks here. You all suck so much. I feel bad for your daughters. Firstly, both situations are completely different and aren't the same, so cannot have the same resolution. Have you heard of equity, not equality? When it comes to parenting, one kid may need more support than the other, and as parents, this is what you should be doing, helping your kids out when they need it, depending upon their needs. That said, both your kids deserve a place to crash out when things in their life blow up. A toxic roommate or a toxic marriage are both very difficult things for each of them to be going through. Now, when you add toxic step-parents to the equation, it makes things even more difficult. Your daughter required support, but was not given it. Now hers does, and while not giving it is fair, it's not. Her whole life just blew up and you guys cannot come to a consensus. The fact that you said stay-at-home mum implies she has children. Children who either have to live in that toxic household or be homeless. That's a dick move on both your parts. You and your wife 
obviously both resent your stepkids and either you stop resenting them or just don't stay together because it doesn't sound like you guys like each other. Being an asshole to an asshole also makes you an asshole. Remember that OP. Everyone sucks here. Please get therapy. Obligation No says, I don't know why everyone is downvoting that everyone sucks here takes as they are clearly the most well-reasoned and empathetic objective takes. I hope OP realized the internet is a petty place and his counter-argument is literally only reason through spite. Yes, your wife is an asshole, however. My guy, please consider how you feel if the roles were reversed, even if you know you would have accommodated her request at the start, never having set off this assholery in the first place. If this was your daughter, your grandbaby, and her life crumbling beneath her feet, you would seek a compromise at the least. You don't have to cave to your wife's ridiculous demands, but don't throw the grandbaby out with the bathwater. You don't have to be that guy. Please. I'm taking these down votes for your team. Think about it. Infamous Wasabi says, not the asshole. The hypocrisy of your wife is stunning. Her daughter can live in your house indefinitely, but your daughter cannot stay for two weeks. Tell her there is one standard. Adult children will be helped or they won't be helped. There is no my daughter gets help, but yours does not. Anarchy Acid says not the arsehole. She's let you know exactly how she feels about your child. Believe her. She does not care about her, thinks she's spoiled and, and doesn't like you doing what most decent parents would do. Now she expects you to bend over backwards for her child. And one more from Terra Draco who says not the arsehole. She's showing blatant favoritism towards her child over yours. What happened to both girls suck. I've had a shitty college living situation about being around a lot so I know how that one is personally. And the fact that a stay-at-home mom found out their spouse was cheating sucks. But your wife can't make decisions without consulting you. And yes, people will argue that your stepdaughter has a child or children, but she's also an adult who should be able to not run away from being an adult, just like your 19-year-old was told not to. You need to talk with your wife, preferably with a non-biased therapist mediator, because if she can't realize why you are being generous in a two-week offer, after not getting anything for your child, you will need to decide what hill you are willing to die on. And now, what do you guys make of this situation? Do you agree with the everyone sucks here group or the not the assholes? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and your reason behind it if you'd like to share. Now, a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories and every story you get involved with in the channel. Some of you guys have been here for like two, three years now, is it? It's absolute madness. So thank you so much for what you do. It really does mean the world to me. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Wash my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that today will be a good day. Okay, I know that today will be a good day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.